0: I think ever since you've come into office, things are really looking up. You know, gas is up, rent is up, food is up, (laughs) everything. No, it really has been a tough first year for you, Mr. President. Gas is up, gas is up, gas is up, everything. Rent is up, rent is up, everything, everything, everything. Gas is up, rent is up, food is up, gas is up, rent is up, food is up, (laughs) everything. Hello everyone, and welcome back to the Prepared Mind Channel. We're going to kick this week off on the Q and A with some really exciting nasty stuff. And by nasty, I mean nasty. Uh, We've got some more good stuff happening in the studio, making some more upgrades. So let's see if everything works out great. Uh, It is though, folks. In Exodus, you know that uh, famous book in the Old Testament, the Bible, that talks about the uh, the Jews leaving. Egypt, yeah, yeah, and they left, they exodiced. Uh, They went and found a better deal. Well, it appears, folks, that uh, there's a political exodus in the United States of America, and it appears that a million Democrats have defected because Biden and the Democrats are completely out of touch with reality, completely out of touch. Um, this is something you and I discussed months ago, uh just a few months after biden took office and and there started to be some problems out there there started to be uh shall we say people noticed well uh, inflation was getting worse and and biden really wasn't bringing everyone together he wasn't fixing anything well uh voter registration has now been analyzed by the associated press and has proven that more than a million voters folks Across 43 states have joined the Republican Party since just last year. Not since the election, but from last year. This is incredible, folks. Uh, What is going on? Now, hopefully, they don't bring their rhino-loving social issue ways with them. But that's up to you and me as, well, the the, the prep-to-action types. We need to be very aware of what's going on so we can make sure, right? We can absolutely make sure that local boards, local politics is hardcore constitution. And we're seeing that, folks. Now, here's, here's an idea. Uh, Iowa usually trends two to one Democrat. It is flipped now and is two to one Republican. That's saying quite a bit, don't you think? Florida, that great state over there with that great governor, DeSantis, it was 58% Republican, which is a massive, massive number for another party to try and take over a state office. Was 58% at the end of President Trump's term, right? But it has now steadily increased to Approximately 70%, right there at 70. Uh, That's crazy, folks. In Pennsylvania, Republicans are now up to 63% over 58%. These are big, big numbers. There is an exodus of people leaving, changing parties, or moving to other states. Should this come as a surprise? Right? Well... There's a lot of surprises out here. And what can we expect? Uh, suburbia counties uh, in Colorado and even California are showing some similar trends. Uh, and is it is it an exodus as much as it's people changing parties? Or maybe they're just segregating themselves. Right? Republicans are moving to where Republicans are locally. And Democrats, Democrats, it's a little bit of everything. But by and large and overall, there's now a million more Republicans and a million fewer Democrats. And that, my friends, is a big, big deal. So the exodus grows. The the rejection of the far left liberal progressive socialist party. It is being hurt. Biden has no coattails. He has no plan. The only plan that I keep hearing out of the liberals is, let's go after them, right? Over Roe v. Wade and the Second Amendment and and take to the streets and and ammo up and arm up. And and it's a call to arms. That's what the left is shouting, shrilly shouting at that. We're going to get into all that. But this is, folks, the Q&A, and we're live with you right now. So get your questions in to Jolene. Uh, get them in in the comments section, and we're doing and changing things around, trying to make sure uh, that we get this new system fine-tuned, totally tuned in. Okay, <clears throat> so what else is going on? Well, in the world of Russia, folks, that's that seems to be uh, seems to be the place where Washington D.C. is most heavily focused. Right, that's where they're most heavily focused. Russia, Ukraine, and what's happening there? Well, Lithuania uh, joined the fray last week by saying, well, Kaliningrad, which is a Russian state separated from Russia by Lithuania, has decided they're going to cut them off. So now Lithuania has been hit by a cyber attack, folks. And Russian hackers have warned more is coming until the Kaliningrad uh, Kaliningrad blockade is lifted, right, until Kaliningrad opens up. Now, this is interesting. I didn't know that hackers could address, well, the mainstream media, politicians, uh, how do they go about doing this? Do they put one of those blue dots over their face and start talking with a funny voice, right? How do we know that they're truly Russian hackers? Folks, did the world? Forget about cyber attacks and internet shutdowns. I know that here, we did not, right? This smells highly likely to be yet more provocation of Russia. But John, they're they're hitting hitting Lithuania with cyber attacks. Yeah, yeah, I, I get it. But I don't trust either side, folks. I don't believe them. The false flag potential to cause damage to computer infrastructure, then blame Russia. Would give more excuse to go after Russia even harder in new ways. Right now, if you remember, uh, this was tried closer to the beginning of the Ukraine Russia conflict, uh, where Russia sought to liberate the independent states and Western governments right there, and they needed to scare us about Russian hackers. And then it was Russian nuclear attack, and then Russian uh, chemical weapons, and then Russian uh, biological weapons. As we found out that well, it's more like American bio research facility, and there was an attack on an outbuilding at the nuclear power plant, and there really wasn't an increase in Russian hacking to any significant degree that disturbed our lives, right? So this is kind of a rinse-repeat cycle. Let's be aware, folks, and wary of the World Economic Forum, NATO, and the banking cartels, right? Nothing happens, folks, without elite oligarch approvals. And when the elite oligarchs approve of something, it happens. So are they trying to scare us, trying to keep, you know, Russia's the boogeyman? Or could something happen, a false flag attack occur to convince the Western world, that is you, me, and everyone else, that we need to do something and step this up? And yes, indeed, just a few hours after, just a couple hours after the whole thread of Russian cyber attacks, this news popped up on YouTube, Yahoo, not YouTube, Yahoo russia shoots a rocket at a civilian shopping mall what right the scene is horrific putin hits a mall putin did it right now with russia taking the last major city in the newly minted the brand new republics that you know were formerly ukraine uh shall we say territory russia is now gonna attack civilians right Is this a Russian military victory lap and just blow the shit out of civilians over on the Ukraine side? Right now, they're going to lose restraint militarily and just start bombing the shit out of people indiscriminately, because that makes the most sense. We were just warned about Russian cyber attacks, and now we're getting a Russian rocket attack. To me, folks, this is clearly a false flag attack designed to upset the soft-hearted civilians of Europe and the United States of America. What do you think? Am I too cynical? Is the satire too soon? But consider the question, how does this benefit Russia financially? How does this benefit Putin politically? How will this win over the civilian population that lives in Eastern Ukraine right with Russia as an ally how does it how does any of this benefit putin and then you can ask the same question how does this event russia shooting rocket at a civilian shopping mall taking it out blowing the shit out of civilians how does this help nato the united states uk and the european union they get to further blame putin say he's a war criminal a bad guy evil we need to cut the west off From all Russian goods. Well, as soon as we have enough energy to manage on our own. Incredible what is happening here. Incredible stuff. Okay. (laughs) Like I said, folks, uh, Mondays are not slow news days. It's rare that I'm like, you know, uh, not much going on here. Well, there's always something going on here. There's never, folks. Never a slow day around here, I tell you. So where do we go next? Let's come back domestically, shall we? Let's do that. And then and then let's understand who the bad guys are in this country. Because this MAGA crowd is really the most extreme political ex- organization that's existed in American history. The left are continuing to lose their minds. Celebrities are getting political. They're promoting the killing of babies at the Black Entertainment Television Awards with the FU Supreme Court, right? That's Sunday night, 2022 Black Entertainment Television Awards. Uh, a bunch of celebs used their time to respond to the Supreme Court's decision to say the states make decision with regard to abortion, not the federal government, right? But they think that they think that the Supreme Court has overturned Roe v. Wade. They just said no, it's none of the federal government's business. But that's okay. The lies, the misinformation, the misuse of uh, the interpretation is what they're all about, right? It is incredible how abusive. They're getting to the Supreme Court justices. It is it is incredible, folks. Now, our little buddy Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, uh, <clears throat> she calls impeachment for Supreme Court justices uh, who have lied under oath. Right? She wants to impeach justices for lying under oath. How does that work, right? Now, I understand that the Constitution says they serve in times of good behavior. But can we make the argument that, um, you know, the the leftist judges are way out of line, that they don't recognize the Constitution or take it for what it is, and that they failed during the, the Summer of Love 2020 to make a proper ruling because they were afraid of what the protesters were doing? I mean, that would be all of them, right? Now we just want to get the ones that lied under oath. I mean, like uh, Katanji Jackson Brown, I think is her name, the new Supreme Court uh, justice who's been nominated and approved, who said she couldn't define what a woman was because she's not a biologist. Does that qualify under AOC's definition of lying under oath? Incredible. Political free speech for everyone as long as you're a progressive Democrat. Unbelievable, folks, where this is going. Now, let us continue. Um, the call for violence, it's getting out of hand. Last month, or just a few weeks ago, Chicago's mayor, uh, Larry Lightfoot Betelgeuse was saying it was a call to arms because of the Supreme Court. A call to arms, folks, means go get your guns. You won't hear me say it's a call to arms. Go be violent, right? But the mayor of Chicago, she incited a crowd yesterday yelling, F you, Clarence Thomas, right? And she's already said after a call to arms, right? How much more before the Department of Justice gives Mayor Beetlejuice a warning that actions taken as a result of her provocations and inciting violence, How? when is she going to learn that that's a crime? You're not allowed to incite violence, especially when I would think you're a an authority figure, an elected official, an authoritative member of government. People go, well, oh, the mayor said to do it, so let's do it. Right. I'm not even that. But if I even tried to say, hey, do something, I would be probably visited very quickly. Somebody would find out where I'm at and come visit very quickly. But I don't do that. Right. I don't. But these people are continuing to push for violence. Right. Roe v. Wade being handed back to the states is really a, it's a a poof piece with regard to SHTF, right? It really has nothing to do, abortion, with SHTF. What has everything to do with SHTF is the use of the decision in a political manner to incite violence, division, hatred, anger, and chaos. In an election year where the Democrats, who now hold the seats of power in Washington, D.C., and many state capitals, right, they need this election, this fall, to retain and hold their power. They need it, and they can't, they can't, they're losing, they're losing registered voters, they're losing districts, they're losing primaries, they're losing main elections, they're losing folks, they're losing, and the most successful candidates are Trump-endorsed candidates, and the political left is losing their minds about women's rights, but Carrie Lake, the gubernatorial candidate for Arizona, who is a conservative woman, well, she's not looked up to. She's not considered a woman, not by these people and not by their standards, right? You're only counted if you're a leftist. Well, one of the great leftists who's probably counted too many ho-hos, twinkies and cupcakes, Whoopi Goldberg, she has issued a warning to Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas and then she, she goes on, so far, folks, is to suggest that the Supreme Court wants there to be slavery again. It's unbelievable. And so, like Mayor Beetlejuice, Whoopi is inciting and inviting violence while vomiting lunacy and socialist racist rhetoric, folks. And that is the way of Whoopi and the Hollyweird program and mainstream media. Oh, man, I tell you. Uh, get your questions in, we got a great crowd here. Welcome to Subscribestar, and I hope you're checking out the articles, videos, and things that we post uh, on the site, as well as participating live in the Monday through Friday uh, video presentations, um, which are monologue followed by the Q&A. Now, Whoopi Goldberg freaked out, folks, and she suggested the same, the Supreme Court is gonna ban interracial marriage next. What? And then she claimed the highest court of the land will bring back slavery. Now, the Supreme Court cannot ban interracial marriage any more than they can force abortions or Jim Jones juice. All the Supreme Court could do is say, that's not a federal issue. That's a state issue. Interracial marriage, there's nothing about that in the Constitution. That's a state issue. Right. and then and then how about slavery it's like what really we're gonna, the the you know who's the most subject to slavery at this point people who look like this guy because white older Christian males are the most hated and reviled uh, in the nation by mainstream media and the progressive socialist movement right? We, we're supposed, to, and I'll, I'll get into it, folks. They're, they're actually trying to have the Federal Reserve, the Federal Reserve that prints dollars, that loans money to the government, that, that Federal Reserve that sets interest rates, they're trying to pass a bill to force them to give higher interest rates, make it more difficult for non-minorities to do business. They're trying to say you give preferential financial assistance through social justice. Social justice, folks, means special privileges and discrimination against me and you. Unbelievable. Anyways, this is what Whoopi had to say to Justice Clarence Thomas, a stalwart scholar, constitutionalist intellect. She says, You better hope they don't come for you, Clarence, and say you should not be married to your wife who happens to be white. And you better hope that nobody says, You know, well, you're not in the Constitution. (laughs) Right? You're back to being a quarter of a person, said Whoopi. And what she was making reference to incorrectly was the um, three fifths vote. There was an an idea at the, the beginning, after slaves were freed, that their votes, uh, counted, but they were only three-fifths of a person, you know, something like that. Uh, <clears throat> so there's actually three-fifths Whoopi is 60%, not 25%. But math, w- we won't hold whoopie to math, right? We get the point that apparently there's going to be second-class citizens. Once again, I think that people like me and you will end up being more like second-class citizens With this ESG, environmental social governance uh, mandate that they want to try and give the Fed. Now, here's the thing. Environmental social governance. not, Not only do you have to be a person of color, but you have to have the right political belief system. Well, what if you're black and a Republican like Clarence Thomas? Will you be treated well by the banks or will you be punished by the banks? Prejudicial. Treatment, punitive, prejudicial treatment by any organization is unconstitutional. In fact, it's a violation of law. But these people are idiots, folks. They're idiots. Uh, Roe v. Wade only canceled the United States government its interest as a in Roe v. Wade is it's a non-constitutional issue. It's a Tenth Amendment issue now and once again. So expect more threats. And eventually, folks, we've got actual violence coming. Will the Department of Justice and the Attorney General, you know, uh, Merrick the Turd Garland, will they actually put an end to these threats coming from celebrities and politicians, mainstream media? The answer is not, not likely, folks. Not likely. So there's a show called Morning Joe, and uh there's a, one of the hosts, Micah Brzezinski. She basically called for more extremism, et cetera. Um, she basically said, we need more Antifa and Supreme Court assassins. She repeatedly called Republicans, which includes you and me. And a Republican, folks, is anyone that they don't like by sight or sound. Any one of these Antifa, BLM, critical race theory, uh, pink hat wearers, uh, any of these uh, pro-choicers, if they don't like you for any reason, they just point at you and yell fascist, whether you're a Republican or a libertarian or an independent, it doesn't matter. They're saying, or rather Micah says that Trump, the Republican Party, and the Supreme Court justices are, quote, a danger to American freedom. These are the same people that say, you are First Amendment right, your free speech is a danger. They are the same ones who say, your Second Amendment right, inalienable right, makes you a danger to freedom. What freedoms are left after you can't travel because of Cerveza bug and you can't protect yourself with the Second Amendment and you're not allowed to speak with the First Amendment? What right do you have this left? If they can say, we're going to put you in a re-education camp. You don't have a right to free speech, free thought, free movement. You're not free to do business with anyone you wish because you're being hounded and followed, silenced and censored. Folks, this is a formula for violence. What I used to think, okay, at some point, At some point, liberty-minded Americans are going to have to go and knock on some doors and get some people out of bed and have some discussions. Turns out we're being attacked first in what is more than likely going to become a very, very, very nasty. Ready for it? (laughs) Uh, I don't want to use the term civil war. Partisan conflict is how I still prefer to refer to it. Now, little Micah Brzezinski said of the Republican Party, and this is the quote, President Trump, right? An extreme, autocratic, anti-women, anti-gay, anti-contraception, anti-freedom collection of fascists who dominate the Trump wing of today's Republican Party, a group of fascists to call Trump's Republican Party and Trump's Supreme Court extreme, understates the danger these institutions pose to American freedom, to our democracy. They are fascists. Wow, folks, that is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, this is brilliance coming from the daughter of an actual fascist. Or, or was he a communist? Right? I think she's a big new Brzezinski's daughter anyways um and other other breaking news which i haven't really caught this i just someone kept putting this up there breaking news breaking news breaking news new york state supreme court rules non-citizens cannot vote in local elections is that true i haven't been able to corroborate that but the, the the comment kept coming up for everywhere uh never mind voting folks no need to vote you know they'll fill out the ballots for you but this is incredible that She can come out and just call everyone fascist. When was the last time you actually believed that mainstream media, whether it's a morning show or prime time, when did you actually believe that they were partisan neutral, that they were just giving you the news instead of editorializing everything, giving you their opinions on politics? and making flat-out, baseless lies and accusations a part of their broadcast. When was the last time it was neutral? I'm going to say it was back in the 90s is the last time I can honestly sit down and go, that was kind of neutral. The George Bush versus Al Gore election ended it 100%. It just did. I think that was probably the last time I heard. Now, I'm not saying it was consistently nonpartisan, but it was certainly uh, easier to get just the news. Now we get a news person saying extreme, autocratic, anti-women, anti-gay, anti-contraception, anti-freedom. Who is trying to make who free? No one is saying in the federal government at the Supreme Court that you can't have an abortion. They're saying, go to your state and talk to your state about that. It's a big difference, right? They're saying it's a state's rights issue. See, the the Democrats don't seem to understand. They think states are like, well, a county within a state. The state is like a county to the United States government. Well, the United States government, the federal government, the DC government is not our masters right yes we have a local state and federal system but the main scope of the federal u.s government is supposed to be dealing with foreign matters protecting our borders the minting of coin the creation of a postal service and not a whole lot else Uh, yeah let's see uh regularizing or monitoring interstate commerce to ensure that business is conducted fairly, not you're gonna regulate interstate commerce and people to the degree that they can't breathe because of regulations, which is rules imposed by the feds. Crazy shit, folks. And we're getting close to your questions. I have so many topics to go over. Let's do your questions next, and then we'll get back to my stuff if there's any time left. And I wanna thank everyone who's here right now for your participation at Sunday Night Live last night. I had a little too much to drink, but I had a good, good time unwinding with you guys and discussing everything that you wanted to talk about. So let's do it. Let's get to the Q&A. Are you ready? There we are. All right. We got Jolene in the house and she got some questions for me. And we're going to start with Kathy Lamaster, who says, apparently, we have a bullet train coming through here from Dallas to Houston and just announced imminent domain, imminent domain rules now apply. I'll miss out by, but only, uh, she says, it'll miss us, but only by a few miles. What all can constitute imminent domain? Imminent domain is in the Constitution, and it is something that I've never liked. Uh, not only in principle, but I don't like eminent domain in practice. What it is 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 the government can take private property and use it for public purposes. So, for example, it can it can put a transmission corridor with power lines, say, through your cattle ranch. Whether you like it or not, they can create an easement and use it. Uh, Same with highways. You could have property that is adjacent to a highway, and they can take another 10 or 20 or 50 feet if they so desire and call it imminent domain. (laughs) And Rudy, Rudy, the urban aboriginal, is calling me again during a show. Rudy! (laughs) Rudy! I can't talk during the show. Uh, anyways, let me continue with the imminent domain. Um, those are some common types, but they can also just take your property all together and say, well, we want to use that property and put up a courthouse, put up a government building, whatever, you know, we're going to make a solar farm for the public. So we're going to use your property because it has the right Southern exposure and right They can do that. They're supposed to pay you fair market value for eminent domain. And it doesn't matter whether the property's undeveloped, partially developed, commercially developed, residentially developed, this could be your your family property. This could be where you live, not just a, a vacation home or something else. Eminent domain works on all properties. And so when you say they're gonna put a bullet train coming through, yeah. Um, in min- imminent domain, it it does apply. Now, back when I was having trouble with a, uh, a windmill attempt during the Obama administration to come through my property, they said, we want to do that. I said, I don't think so. And they said, yes, we're going to, and we'll use eminent domain. And that just got my hackles up, and I went and fought. And the, the whole project failed because there wasn't industrial wind. But they wanted to put windmills where there was a literal wildlife sanctuary that was inhabited by geese and ducks. And it was a migration corridor. I'm like, I thought we couldn't do anything there. And sage grouse. I thought the sage grouse habitat was so threatened that humans and even cattle couldn't walk on the dirt. And that the wetlands were so pristine and it was in a, in a court. People couldn't do anything near this. They're like, well, this is for the public. I'm like, oh, so we're going to chop birds to pieces with windmills, and that makes it fine now? Well, folks, there are massive corporations putting up these windmills. And for some reason, massive corporations work really well with politicians because they have a lot of moolah that they can give to the big guy, if you know what I mean. But yeah, um, this sort of thing happens often and a lot of people object to it. My objection is hypocrisy. Anyways, what uh, what all can constitute eminent domain? Anytime the government, whether it's local, state, or federal decides that they need to take private property for public use. Um, and, and it's it's been, it's been in existence for a long time from the very beginning of this nation and the concept was not new at the time. Um, always, uh, it's existed as a right of the king, uh, to, as long as it benefited, uh, the plebs, the people. All right. Uh, let us move on. Any other questions, comments, get them into Jolene so she can be sure and get them up. So I don't just start rambling on about some other stuff. I like Todd and prepared checks in and he says this, Russia has won in Ukraine and is laughing at the West, don't shoot the messenger. Now, I really wonder how many people on the Prepared Mind Network get mad when I talk about Putin having outplayed and outmaneuvered the United States, the intelligence, the military brains. Uh, I don't say that with joy, but we have idiots running the United States government from Biden and his White House cabinet to Obama and whatever staff he uses, the World Economic Forum and the oligarchs who call up and say, hey, we sure like Ukraine. We'd like you to get it back so we can have all of our money. That's a money laundering pit, right? We're doing a great job of making a lot of money there and we don't wanna lose Eastern Ukraine to independence and then they'll become allies of Russia and we lose, lose, lose. Right. I'm not, I don't have to make this up. It is real. Just as Todd and prepared says Russia has won in Ukraine. Now, uh, as reported last week, right? The, the claim, or actually Sunday night live, because over the weekend, it was basically announced by the mayor of Severodonetsk, can never say it right, because I'm not Rusky, right? I uh, I don't speak Russian. Um. Severodonetsk fell. The mayor says it's now in Russian hands. Last Wednesday, Voldemort Zelensky, leader of the rest of Ukraine, uh, he said if we lose Severodonetsk, then it's over. Well, essentially, it's over. Now, as far as your claim, Todd and prepared, that that Russia is laughing at the West. I know many Russians are. I know many in the Kremlin probably are or at least I think they would be. They're laughing because the West was playing a completely different game than Russia. Right? Fucking Russia is playing Risk and the World Economic Forum is playing Candyland and they're looking at Ukraine as a big toy, a game board, and Russia's like, oh, move tanks, move rockets, move troops, right? And they moved in and they, they, I don't want to use the word surgically, but strategically took out those areas and are sweeping the Ukraine military out of there. They are denazifying eastern Ukraine, which are the two republics that want to break away from Ukraine. You could say this is a separatist movement. You could say this is a civil war. You could say this is an invasion and you could really roll those all together and say that is what really happened. Russia invaded to help the two republics in Eastern Ukraine separate from the rest of Ukraine and kick out the Azov battalion who are Nazis, literally Nazis by their own admission, their own tattoos, their own propaganda who have been committing war atrocities or atrocities of any sort in this area against ethnic Russians, that is, people who are Russian but live in Ukraine. And Zelensky, in an interview on TV, refused to answer for it and just says it is what it is with regard to these atrocities committed by his own military. As if that is supposed to just, fine, let's just excuse it away. It's inexcusable. So Russia's wiped Candyland off the board and says, this is how it's going, right? They've been trying to help the world get the food out of Ukraine. This is going to be the interesting part. Are we going to let this end? Now, by we, I don't mean me and you. And by we, I don't mean the American people. By we, I don't even mean our country. Will the World Economic Forum and the European Union and NATO and, you know, the United Kingdom will they stop or will they continue to push and push and push so the little the little state known as Kaliningrad is separated from the rest of Russia it's a Russian state or province or territory or Republic whatever you want to call it but it's separated by Lithuania it's kind of an interesting thing right kinda of like Hawaii and you know, well, it doesn't have to touch the United States but it's there right so we look around and go what the heck you know <laughs> what the heck you're gonna sit there and screw with Russia and cut off Kaliningrad are they going to continue to push cyber attacks and blame Russia how how are they going to respond to Russia is, is NATO gonna roll up in tanks into the rest of Ukraine is NATO gonna roll up with nukes into the rest of Ukraine or is that way too um, provocative and inflammatory? We're gonna find out. Anyways, uh, don't shoot the messenger. I am just the messenger. and I've been saying that Russia will outplay Ukraine, that you can't take a bunch of backwards uh, run military, which is the Ukraine military. It's not properly trained. It's not properly disciplined. It's been a, a military toy I'm not saying that there aren't bad asses in there, then some of them are super highly trained. But you can't put a platoon up against a battalion and expect the platoon to win. They're outnumbered, they're outgunned. They have better aircraft, more aircraft, a, a wider or more diverse. Let's use that great term. Uh, array of aircraft from helicopters to jets to surveillance to bombers, etc. Right. Ukraine was trying to get hand-me-down MiGs from Poland. And in fact, the Czech Republic is now complaining that all of their Soviet-era weaponry they've given to Ukraine. And now they're like, well, now someone has to give us military equipment, right? New, new good stuff. I'm sure the military-industrial complex will be right there to cash in and go, oh, we'd love to sell you the new stuff. Thanks for finally getting rid of all that old communist Russian shit. Uh, But yeah, we we were told, send our weapons. Americans, send your weapons to Ukraine. If I took a weapon down to the post office and tried mailing it, I would be arrested, arrested for taking a firearm into the post office. But we're supposed to mail them? (laughs) I don't even know how you go about mailing a weapon to another country and saying, here, take it. No, did I forget to mention that Biden sent them, what, 50 plus billion dollars? And at the G7 meeting over the weekend, the G7 countries committed to fully funding and backing Ukraine forever in this war. Well, if they keep fighting Russia this way, they're just going to continue to kill themselves. Uh, And then, of course, you know, we're supposed to be all upset over the rocket launch bomb explosion in the shopping mall as if that was going to do Putin any good. Just the whole thing stinks. Don't kill the messenger, folks. The whole thing stinks. All right. Who do we have up next? We've got a nice little crowd here and we've got, hey, PNW Prepper is now on Subscribestar bringing his questions in. He says, uh, what the take on the Kremlin saying, they might execute the captured American mercenaries. Um, My take on this is quite interesting. You see, Russian law is not the same as American law. It's not. Uh, You know, Ukraine law. Eastern Ukraine provinces, the new, um, the new republics, they all have their own uh, rules, if you will. Now, what, what um, Vladimir Putin has been very careful, as well as Sergei Fedorov, in saying is that they and their rules and their rules of engagement all conform to international law. So the capture of enemy combatants in the war zone doesn't mean that they're guaranteed a return later if they have been found to have committed war crimes. Now, I don't know what the Kremlin is saying the American mercenaries have done, but you are not allowed to dress as the enemy. And so you're supposed to, well, so were the American mercenaries dressed like Russian soldiers? Well, if they were, you're now acting as a spy. I believe that that is an executable offense. If you are not dressed as an enemy combatant, you are treated as something quite different, right? An enemy combatant, meaning, are you a member of the Ukraine military? Are you wearing the Ukraine military uniform? You're supposed to fight in a war or in a conflict wearing the uniform of the army you represent. So, American fighters who were not dressed in Ukraine. Uniforms, well, they're mercenaries or perhaps Russia is looking at them as terrorists. Terrorists. So, for example, let's just say some Russians got on a plane, flew into Canada, right? Parachuted out the back, you know, jumped over uh, into Maine and, and worked their way down and were wearing some sort of pseudo-Russian military uniforms in our country and started killing people. Would we treat them as Russian military? Would we treat them as Canadian military since they came through Canada? Or would we treat them as, well, murderous terrorists? Well, see, the American mercenaries may have been captured, and since they aren't part of the Ukraine military properly, they're basically there as terrorists. And that may be how Russia sees them and why they may execute them. The trial, they're going to get a trial. And I believe the British military that was captured, I think they were condemned to death because they weren't Ukraine military. They're there acting as mercenaries on the side of, well, people who've been committing war atrocities, the Azov Battalion. So there's a lot of angry uh, people, folks, on both sides. Both sides. Do I want to see Americans killed? No. Do I think they should have been over there fighting for the financial interests of oligarchs? No, I do not think. I don't think that was a wise move, and I'm sorry to hear that that's happened. But there's a whole lot of stuff about life and this world in my lifetime and in lifetimes past that I'm not particularly happy about, and there's nothing I could do to change it right? Unbelievable. Unbelievable what these uh, uh, the media is going to tell us about and how they'll portray it. And we're supposed to be very upset. But how many Americans? How many Americans think that killing is fine? Well, we know that young Democrats, almost half of them think assassinating their political opponents is fine. Folks, that's execution. What crime have they committed? Did they come to have Republicans in this country been killing people? No. Have they invaded the country? No. No, we lived here. We're born here. We're, we're actually uh, the sovereign. Right? Uh, what crime have you committed? None. None at all. They haven't robbed banks, haven't stolen things, haven't sabotaged the country, haven't stolen anyone's freedoms. In fact, they've gone about us Republicans trying to give people more freedoms, ensure their freedoms are intact. Their voting rights are upheld that illegal voters are caught, right? Yeah, that's that's what we're about. But 40% of young Democrats say assassination, that is the execution of their political enemies is A-OK. But we're supposed to get angry and upset that over in Russia, American mercenaries who are there fighting on the side of Ukraine, but not in proper military units, you know we're supposed to get mad that they're going to be killed. Well, for what part they played? How many Russians did they kill? I have no idea if they killed one, ten, or any at all. You know, I have no idea. I do know, or at least I've been informed, and there's no way to verify the evidence other than to cite anonymous sources. Say, right, that uh, American mercenaries and other nations. Um, freedom fighters who have gone over to Ukraine have basically been cannon fodder, sent to the front to die, to face the Russians and be slaughtered. That that was done to spare uh, more Ukrainians, according to the you know Ukrainian officers, the brass, their wish, to incite uh, the anger of Americans and other nations who sent people there to help and then find out that their loved ones were killed, but blame Russia for it, not the perversely incompetent military leadership in Ukraine. Okay. (laughs) Fourth Dimension Chaz checks in and says, so what do we think about SCOTUS enabling eventual balkanization with reverting to state's rights? Will this cause lawfare? which could lead to kinetic action between states as the federal government is becoming more impotent, imponent, <laughs> impotent. You want to be impotent. You got to dress like he's impotent. I tell you what, um, what is going on is anyone's guests, Kaz and Kaz is the fourth dimension channel. Folks check him out on YouTube. Great channel. Kaz is Mr. Blackpill And, uh, just a sharp mind asking the right questions at the right time. So when it comes to what is the Supreme court really doing, they've had several good decisions come up lately or decisions that I would agree with from a legal standpoint, from a legal standpoint, they've said that, well, abortion is not a federal issue because there's no federal protection or there's no constitutional protection. Well, Gun rights. The Second Amendment says the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. And that's continuing to be upheld, uh, even though, you know, the the left, the Democrats, want to attack it. The Second Amendment, Uh, the McDonald case stands. The other huge landmark cases by the Supreme Court of the United States stand. And so these red flag laws are going to come under also the Supreme Court real quick. I'm sure there are some sharp attorneys, and I know one who is a prepared mind subscriber who actually uh, has quite a bit to do with law in the Supreme Court. I'll tell you what folks, there are people that are gonna be up there asking for rid of certiori and get in front of the Supreme Court right away and say red flag laws completely violate due process, completely violate due process. They restrict and remove the rights of people their property without due process, without a crime even being committed. Therefore, unconstitutional, null and void, right? But what this is creating is a a balkanization, as Kaz writes, uh, between the left and the right. And we've been saying for years and watching, as this used to be the leftists, and then here's people who like freedom in the Constitution, and over the last, well, since the Obama years especially, but the Clinton years were a big start to this, is there has been a wider and wider distance between the two sides. And it is open now to this massive gulf, like the Grand Canyon. Nobody can jump it. Nobody can jump it with a car or a motorcycle or a glider. That's just too wide. There is only one thing that I know of right now that is bipartisan in Congress, and that is the belief that we need more nuclear energy. It has bi- bipartisan support, but the Biden administration won't make a move on ener- energy policy, electricity policy, uh, electricity infrastructure. But beyond that, we, need, we got a power problem and nuclear can solve, beyond that, there is nothing with regard to the First Amendment, the Second Amendment, the Fourth Amendment, the Fifth, right, no. done. Now uh, the Supreme Court did say that uh, you you know you you don't have to be read your Miranda rights and you know whatever you say can and will be used against you whether you know it or not. Uh, that was kind of a weird little ruling, but still, this idea that they're moving towards a state's rights issue, I really believe that that is going to open an entirely shall we say new paradigm for the American people to think of their state not as, part of 50 states but rather a partner to other states but a, an independent nation because that's what the original colonies were as they were their own independent little nations kind of like lithuania and estonia <laughs> kind of like the czech republic and switzerland and these little itty bitty countries and then there's bigger countries like france and spain and germany they're larger countries italy if you will Turkey is a large country, right? Size doesn't matter. You don't have to be as big as Texas to be a a country. But the states are actually independent republics. The California flag, I can't wait till they try and change that, says California Republic right across it. California Republic. What's that mean? It's its own country well it's definitely got its own way of thinking these days but still yeah i believe that there's going to be a sharper and sharper divide a wider and wider chasm that cannot be solved and that states are going to ultimately say we don't want to participate anymore in this federalized system so there's a lot of questions that i want to kind of ask at this point and i just and i'm looking out in the far far future folks let me ask you a couple of difficult questions. Are you prepared? Right? Do you have food, water, shelter, clothing, medicine, means of self-defense? Are you prepared to grapple with the concept of this nation tearing itself apart because these radical scumbags want to destroy the nation and that we may very well end up with new federations or confederations, you know, confederates? That word is made to sound like racists Confederates are racist, Confederates are traitors. All of these terms from our civil war being brought forward again. What if most of New Mexico, Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, Florida, South Carolina, Tennessee, Kentucky, Missouri, Oklahoma. What if they wanted to form a separate union? What if they said, number one, we divorce you, the United States government, and all the rest of you states, you can do what you want, and we're going to do what we want. But no longer are we part of this union. What if, Now, I mean, that's that's secession, right? And we've discussed that, the potential for it. This balkanization, this idea of there's a strong difference, and it's so strong that it cannot be mended. Because the radical socialists in Washington and the blue areas are too radical. The idea that a secession could happen. And what if another country said, Well, we'll help you? We will help you if your military help is needed. What do we think of that? Literally, what do we think of that? Right? How bad or good would that be? You know, during the American Revolution against England, France helped the colonists. Do you think of France as being like Russia, evil bad guys? Well, just a few years later, their king, King Louis, right, was beheaded by his own people for being a giant asshole and starving the people of France. Hmm, food shortages, destroyed economy, people going hungry, people starving, people forming uh, their own idea about what they want and rebelling. Yeah, sounds a little familiar maybe, right? So yeah, the French helped, but the French king government, he was a butthead anyways. What if the South secedes because of the state's rights issue? It, it just keeps coming up. Well, the, the states have to continue to exist and participate in support with taxation and resources. A governmental system that is um, the opposite of what they are, their culture, their traditions, their beliefs in Texas or Georgia or Mississippi. They're like, you know, we don't believe in this woke garbage. We just don't believe it anymore. We don't believe in the environmental, social governance rules that you have. We would rather be free to associate with who we wish. The world is splitting in in half right now, not just this country, folks, but the world. You've got the United States and the Anglo conglomerate, New Zealand, Australia, Canada, the US, and the UK, combining with the European Union nations, and that is one side, one side of the, shall we say, economic global union, and Russia, India, China, Brazil, Big chunks of Africa, big chunks of South America, big chunks of Asia, folks, are saying, nope, right? we don't want to be part of that U.S.-European crap. Right? They want to be able to do what they need to do for their countries and their own people. And I'm not saying that China's full of good guys. I don't like them at all. Right, but they're saying we're gonna play the game the way we want. We're gonna pollute as we need to pollute while we try and clean up our act, and we'll get it done as fast as we can. Right? They've they've got on their slate, folks. Get this 150 nuclear reactors to be built in China over the next 10 years. That's 15 a year on average. They're not screwing around, they want to get off of coal, you bet. And right next door to them, touching. Their border is Kazakhstan, a Russian good buddy, if you will. And Kazakhstan produces 40% of the world's uranium supply, more than enough to pay for or take care of China's energy needs. Right? They don't care if they're going to get sanctioned by the European Union and America. They don't care. They're developing business and trade relations with Africa, South America, Uh, India, they're trying to, and continuing to try and patch that up, as well as Russia. So they're going to have oil and coal, natural gas and uranium, and they're doing it for themselves. What if, folks, what if parts of this country split off and said no more? Would Europe trade with them, or would they say, you know, you're evil and bad for leaving Washington, D.C., and we know how good Washington, D.C. is, Yeah, you can trust those guys in Washington, D.C. They won't lie to you 10 times in a row and screw you and stab you in the back. Or will they? And have they? Folks, we have so much shit out in front of us. S-H-T-F. It's in front of us. There's an awful lot of it. Are you prepared for what's coming today? Next month? Are you mentally prepared for what could happen in the next year, in the next decade? This is what's happening, right? This is this is reality now. It's no longer speculation. What if America starts crumbling and falling apart? Here we are. It's no longer speculation. What if the U.S. dollar turns to shit? Well, inflation, it is. You know, what if there's a bunch of biological garbage released on the world? Well, it has been. We're seeing it. This this uh, monkeypox that attacks gay people, Cerveza bug, which looks like it came out of China. Right, And then the, the cure for it, Jim Jones juice and the juice boosters, people are like, ah, uh-uh, that's not good stuff. They're unleashing hell on us. And people want to pretend like, eh, everything will be fine. Just put your head back in the sand or up your sphincter and it'll be fine. I don't think so. Right? You know, chance favors the prepared mind. Aren't you glad you're a prepper? Go to the preparedmind.club. That's your store for getting what you need to get prepared. The preparedmind.club, right there, right? Long-term food supply, water, self-defense items, freedom seeds, right? Everything you need, everything possible that we can get, including Express VPN, virtual private network for your internet anonymity, water filtration, everything, folks, everything we can get there. So you guys be cool. I'll see you tomorrow morning. And trust me, overnight, a bunch of crazy-ass crap is going to happen. Semper Fi, God bless America.